0: Welcome to another edition of Take 15 of the CFA Institute. Today we have the pleasure of being joined by Mr. Randy Appleyard, Senior Vice President and Head of Business Development at Residential Credit Solutions in New York City. Mr. Appleyard has over 20 years of experience in the non-agency mortgage-backed securities business. Welcome, Randy. Thank you. Nice to be here. Well, first to start off with, um, maybe you could lay out the landscape of uh, the non-agency mortgage-backed securities market after the, in the aftermath of the credit okay. crisis. It's, it's tough out there.
1: there. There are opportunities, but you really have to do your homework and understand what you're looking at. I mean, to kind of reflect, we got here because of some subprime credit issues that really morphed into, um, you know, some significant levels of defaults, which created spri- spread-widening, excuse me, created spread widening on those securities uh, also resulted in some downgrades, and that subprime market has ticked up into the, into the prime market. Uh, we've seen t- delinquencies and foreclosure rates in the prime market we've never experienced before. So it's difficult out there. Uh, when you look at the, the forecast, it's going to remain difficult for the foreseeable future. But there are opportunities. You really have to do your homework, understand what you're looking at, and, um, and do a thorough analysis and, and be convicted as to what you think uh, your market view is. So we're really talking about
0: a legacy market now of securities and non-agency since nothing's been produced, um, what, in a
1: couple of years now? It's been a couple of years, and there really hasn't been a lot of new stuff out there. So, you know, we're looking at um, legacy securities and trying to figure out where you have a view on, on, on really some major risks, uh, generally prepayment speeds uh, and those can come in voluntary and involuntary. Mm-hmm. Uh, the voluntary prepayment risk is when a guy can get a better rate. He goes out and refinances his home. Um, you know, Usually um, in, in a declining rate environment we see relatively high prepayment speeds. Speeds are a little bit slower now mm-hmm. uh, for a number of reasons. Uh, I think borrowers are more credit impacted than they've been in the past, and also real estate values play a tremendous uh, role in that. We've uh, seen, obviously, declines in real estate values around 30% nationwide, some markets more than that, which inhibits a borrower from being able to refinance out into a new product. So you need to understand these prepayment risks and what impacts they have on the overall speed and the overall credit quality of of the uh, pools that you're looking at. Um, I mean, most importantly, you look at at these voluntary speeds, and, and borrowers that can refi will generally borrowers that can't refi don't. So you, the credit quality of the pool changes over time. You may have someone that has 120% loan to value who just can't refinance, but they continue to make their payments. They make their payments on time, and then an event happens. Maybe he has to change jobs, maybe it's divorce, whatever it is. That good paying borrower is going to result in a loss of that NBS. Yes. In, in, you know, in the good old days, it used to be you just sold your home. You had enough equity cushion that you could pay off that loan. In this market, without the equity cushion there, it's going to result in loss into the MBS. So you need to understand speeds, you need to understand the quality of those speeds and what it means to the performance of the MBS going forward. Okay,
0: well you're, you're diving into um, a little bit more about what you do exactly mm-hmm. um, at your company and, and in this market mm-hmm. in, in distressed mortgages. So maybe you could give us a little bit more flavor of, um, you've talked about the importance of, you know, being able to do the credit work and understand speeds and understand the nuances, but maybe you could take us a little bit further into sort of what you spend your time on and maybe also some things that you're seeing out there in the market Mm -hmm. uh, right now that people might find interesting.
1: We spend a tremendous amount of time just understanding you know down to almost the zip code what's happening in different geographic markets. Uh, We know that things in Florida are slowing down on a foreclosure front so it's very difficult to get a foreclosure on a calendar in certain jurisdictions in Florida. So foreclosure times are going to extend. That's going to increase the severity of a loss when that loss actually happens. We're also seeing a lot of modification programs out there and other uh, innovations to try to keep borrowers in their homes. Uh, The success of these are kind of yet to be seen. What we, we do know is that it's going to delay foreclosure on a number of loans. Redefault rates that we've seen range anywhere from you know a low of 20 to 30 percent redefaults to a high of 70 percent redefaults. So the qualitative aspects of how these modifications are done really impact the the predictable the predictability of the defaults going forward. So you need to understand what's going on. You need to understand what the servicer's doing. Uh, are they being able to contact the borrower? You hear these you know horrific stories that 50 to 70 percent of borrowers that are in foreclosure have never spoken to their servicer. Hmm. I mean that's that's unbelievable to me, but uh, you need to understand who, who, who are good quality servicers, who are getting in touch with their borrowers, who are doing the good modifications uh, that would have a lower propensity to default and model all that back into your securities. And, and you definitely come up with a view of preferred issuers, preferred underwriters, preferred servicers, uh, just other things that you would feel more comfortable with having studied and understanding what, what the trends are of those specific people that are touching, touching the individual loans.
0: Randy, can you talk a little bit more about the current state of just residential MBS finance generally and, and what, you, um, you know, what your thoughts are on how this might get restarted down the road developments in the future?
1: It's a tough question. I mean, the market as we know it is really broken and it's just not functioning. Uh, what it's going to take to get back to a normalized market uh, I don't think is, is, is clear yet. What, what we do know now is that you know, mortgage capital is only available for GSE type loans, so Fannie, Freddie, Jenny Mays. In the non-conforming space, the only mortgages that are available are are bank portfolio mortgages. So there is a very limited capital base supporting the mortgage market right now. Uh, To get back to a normalized market, we've got to attract outside sources of capital. We need to get back to some form of securitization or some way to attract other capital participants into the mortgage securities market. Um, you know, it, it's difficult to say what the details of that are going to look like, but in, in broad brushes I think what you could expect is very plain vanilla mortgage product. We're going to have, you know, fully amortizing, full doc loans, um, you know, most likely fixed rate, maybe a, a few uh, adjustable rate products in there, but we're not going to see NEGAM, we're not going to see interest only, we're not going to see products that don't have a significant track record of performance. Um, The other thing we're going to see is is transparency. Uh, I think investors are going to want to do their own homework. So data tapes, individual borrower files, whatever it's going to take, those investors are going to come and delve into that level of detail to understand exactly what the credit profile and expected performance is going to be of that pool. Uh, I don't think anyone is going to be buying ratings like we've done in the past. I think rating agencies will have a role but I think investors are going to have their own view of performance and their own view of where that credit risk should price on the, on the scale. Uh, I also think we're going to see much more emphasis on origination and servicing quality than we've seen in the past. I think a lot of investors that uh, that have bought you know MBS in the past weren't quite sure who the originators were or what origination channel they came from. I think you can certainly point to differences in performance from different originators and different origination platforms. Um, and I think investors are gonna focus on that going forward. Also servicers, as I touched on before, some servicers aren't reaching their borrowers, other services do an outstanding job of reaching their borrowers. Noticeable performance differences between those servicers. So investors are gonna to wanna to understand who's touching the borrower and, uh, and how successful they're gonna be on, on collecting mortgages.
0: What do you think about the, the government's role in, in um, helping the securitization market going forward?
1: I think the government certainly understands the importance of the securitization market and the need to bring in outside capital. It'll be interesting to me to see what the FDIC's role will be going forward. Obviously, over the next few years, they're going to have a lot of mortgage loans to sell. You would certainly expect securitization to be one of the outlets they use to to sell mortgages. Um, the, the level of support they'll need to give those bonds, we don't know. But it could be anything from a full FDIC or government-insured guarantee to a normalized um, securitization that we've seen in the market before. So it'll be interesting to see what their role is going to be going forward. Uh,
0: One last question Uh, on agency mortgage-backed securities. The Mm -hmm. Fed has been um, supporting that market tremendously Mm -hmm. over the last nine months or so, Mm -hmm. buying a trillion and a quarter agency MBS, which is that program's coming to an end at the end of March. Mm -hmm. Uh, What do you see for that market going forward as it has to go back to completely private demand, Um, or, or will it go back to completely private demand?
1: Uh, that's uh, It's a big unknown. I mean, I think uh, the consensus seems to be kind of 50 to 75 basis points higher. Uh, but certainly they've been... And yield spread. And yield spread, yes. Right. Certainly they've been artificially supporting the market through uh, a period when there's been very, very limited to, to no demand for the product. Demand has come back recently. There's been more people willing to buy uh, agency MBS. Um, I'm not sure it, it replaces the $1.25 trillion the government has put in. We're 95% of the way through the program, uh, and, and purchases, you know, have, have appeared to have slowed down the last few months, but uh, we'll see going forward. We see Bill Gross, you know, at PIMCO saying 50 basis points. We see other people saying 200 basis points. So it's definitely going to have an impact. It's definitely probably make the spreads go wider. Um, how much we just don't know.
0: Okay. Thanks for your thoughts, Randy. Thank you. And thanks for joining us for another edition of Take 15 at CFA Institute. Copyright 2010 CFA Institute. No part may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, electronic, mechanical, recording, or otherwise, without the express prior written permission of CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.